on, everybody? It's DeVore, and we brought back a Joe Machado. This is the Not For Debate podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Now, real quick, I, again, want to make the announcement. April 29th is the NFL Draft. We are going to be hosting our own draft party, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and we're going to extend the invitation to everybody that decides to come into the stream. Everybody gets to voice their opinion, support their team, like whatever whatever need be. But April 29th, not for the bait podcast, draft party. You most definitely don't want to miss it. Also, I feel like I have not given the the streaming platforms enough love. Um, to be completely honest with you, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you guys, listeners. Uh, seriously, we, we us at Nevada, not for debate. We really appreciate you guys listening. Um, I believe last time I checked, we were sitting there like oh, averaging eight listeners per pod. So again, we much. De- most definitely appreciate you guys listening every single time. Uh, Joe, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just here chilling, chilling, you know. For those who don't remember Joe, he is our Dallas Cowboys ambassador. So tell me, how's it feel? how does it feel being a Dallas Cowboys fan after free agency is settled down a bit? Um... Well, you know, being like last in almost everything on defense, I mean, we only can look up right now. You know what I'm saying? So with that, you know, we should be better. I mean, new defensive coordinator coming in. We're going to bring in some pieces. I understand some mock drafts got some other little things going on for us, you know. I'm kind of not feeling them, but, you know, I hope everything just stays how it was and goes as planned with the 10th pick. Okay, I got what, you. What was the plan? What, by the way, good, after, good night, fellas. Um, what was the plan for the 10th pick? You're talking about the Cowboys, right? Yes. Um, You know, from a lot of mock drafts, and was Patrick Sertan. Okay, yeah. You know, we need. I think I had the Cowboys my pick. I think I did take certain. We need to address. We need to address the secondary. You know, um, that's the main thing. Like you know, that's what the draft is for. Like to fix up and plug in the pieces that needs to be filled. And you know, there are times when Jerry has other things going on in his mind. That a lot of a lot of other things. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you know, there's a lot of things that goes on in Jerry's mind that, you know, us as fans do not agree with. So, yeah. you know, I hear about this, you know, Kyle Pitts guy, you know, I mean. Which leads into our first topic. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, just in case you need to be caught up to speed, uh, G Money. By the way, welcome G Money to the stream. Um Kyle Pitts, he had an interview with Rich Eisen, and he was asked about talking to the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones in particular, which he confirmed. Now, considering how Joe is here, what do you think the Dallas Cowboys' chances are of drafting Kyle Pitts as their as their at, at number ten, or possibly even trading up into draft two drafting him because I don't think he's going to be available at number ten unless something really crazy happens from I would probably say from number four all the way up into ten. The Dolphins have was they have the fifth or the sixth pick, or they have the seventh. I the sixth pick. Six. So if the Dolphins don't get him, then I think the Cowboys should get him. I, I think anybody should get Kyle Pitts. I think he would be great for any team. But, yes, if the Dolphins don't pick him up at six, the Cowboys better get him. Now, I, I heard what Joe was talking about, the defense. The the Cowboys secondary have been trash since Roy Williams and Terrence Newman and all those boys. They just never had a real good, decent sec- a secondary. So I, I like 
uh, Sertain, the second um, on the Cowboys. But I think that this guy, Kyle Pitts, he's he's somebody you shouldn't pass up. You can always get another secondary, a secondary, you know, in the late first rounds or in the second round if they have a second round pick. But I think that you, they shouldn't pass up on this guy. But I don't think he'll be there at ten. I think somebody will pick him up before that. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, yeah, I don't think Kyle Pitts would be available. The only way the Cowboys would get him is to trade up, and right. I think that would be just. Uh, I think that'd be a mistake for me. Because how much more offense do we need? And if you're going to address the offense, it's not at tight end. It's on the offensive line. You know what I'm saying? You just paid Dak his money. You got this money invested in it to Ezekiel Elliott, and we've seen what he's been like when the offensive line has not been healthy. So if you're going to do anything on the offense in the first round, it should be on the offensive line. I mean, I get what Kyle Pitts is and what he'll mean to anybody's team, but I just don't feel that's the way we need to go right now. I can respect that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, as far as prior to your need, I don't think y'all need any more offensive weapons at this point unless it is addressing the offensive line. But I think Patrick Sertain falls perfectly into y'all laps as far as being your, your draft pick at number 10. Mm-hmm. Now, I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and cover today's transaction for the Cleveland Browns. They ended up signing Jadavion Clowney, <clears throat> ex first round pick, two thousand fourteen, if I'm not mistaken, to a one year eight million dollar deal uh, with two million dollars in in incentives. Now, his top. His best season as far as sack totals was 2017 with 9.5 sacks. Uh, At this point, I'm pretty sure we're all on board as far as him being a borderline bust now. But the the question is, does that make adding Jadavion Clowney to the Cleveland Browns, does that make the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl favorites? Go ahead, Joe. Um, No. I don't think so. I mean, one, you know, like you said, somewhat of a bust. You know, he, he injury prone. I mean, they have a lot of draft picks coming up, you know, in the future, and they could just re- they could fix that. With it, I just feel like it's right now, like best player available right now, and mm-hmm. let's just plug that in right quick and that, that's why it's a one-year deal you know mm-hmm. why you didn't give him more because you just know like we're just gonna plug it in like okay like who else could you have gotten besides him who else was available i don't know off the top of my head right now but that looks like to me like here's what's best available right here let's just plug this in right here and just go from there and just see what happens but you have enough draft picks to to fill that in in the future anyway, but I, I, I don't see them being a Super Bowl contender. I don't think that he makes them a Super Bowl contender. I think that he helps because they were already a good team without him. Yes, he I, – I, I don't know if he's a – yeah, he's a borderline bust, but he's a, he's a better run stopper than the pass rusher to me. So it helps them. It doesn't put them over the top, but it definitely does help. I don't think that if he wasn't on the team, they'll still probably be great, but he still has enough talent to affect the game. I don't think he's a, he's, he's not a complete bust, but he's almost there. Mm-hmm. If he can just stay healthy, that's his thing. If, I'm sorry. If he can just stay healthy, he can impact the game tremendously, right. but he just can't stay healthy. That's what I'm saying. Like, his health has always been a problem for him. Right. I, I was going to say, uh, Joe, I felt like Jadavion Clowney would have been a, a a very good fit for the Dallas Cowboys, considering the fact that y'all had issues stopping the run last year. I believe y'all was twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. So as far as Jadavion Clowney is establishing the edge, and as far as rush defense is concerned, I felt like he would have been perfect for y'all. Surprised y'all didn't make a run for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I I always think of players for us. 
But my thing is, when you have a history of these injuries, it's like I kind of like don't care for you like that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, let me tell you, like maybe Shake could tell you, like I always wanted Earl Thomas with us, but then you know he breaks his leg and and then all yeah. this other stuff going on with him, and you know he fighting with teammates and you know like okay, no, nah, I don't, we don't even want that no more. Maybe he just wanted to get out of that particular I mean, situation. He, he, he did, and, and and he did, and I think you know not to bring that up, but I mean Baltimore did him dirty because at the end of the day, like how many times have we not seen players fight each other in practice? Mm-hmm. And then you just, dis- you dismiss him because he punched this guy in the jaw. But then we look at. Um, who was the other guy from Pittsburgh? Was it Pittsburgh? Who got punched in the jaw? Oh, oh no, New Orleans. Michael Thomas punched a teammate, and all he got was suspension. See, now here's the thing with Earl Thomas. He was building up quite a bit of a track record because I believe there was also a report where he was getting uh, was in ba- doing bad assignments, ca- caught up in bad assignments as far as in the in the secondary too. So yeah, that's what caused the fight with him and the and the teammate. That's what caused the fight. Right. So if he ain't where he's supposed to be, I don't see the reason why you should keep him. I just feel like that's just that's just him just trying to get up out of Baltimore, to be honest. Well, he got he got it. If that's the case, then he got it and now he's doing nothing. <laughs> what, what what happened with him in uh Seattle? Why is Seattle they just traded him. They thought he was done, or what's the word? Uh, that, well, no, you know, he ended with a broken leg over there. Like he was trying oh, to get okay. traded, and he wanted to come to Dallas, and the move never happened. Jerry never pulled the trigger, and and he, I, I want to say it happened against Dallas. I think he broke his leg against Dallas. If it wasn't against Dallas, it was the week after then, because I know he caught two interceptions against Dallas. And then he broke his leg, and then on when they took him out on the cart, he stuck the middle finger at the bench towards the, <laughs> towards his coaching staff. This was when he was in Seattle, yeah. This was yeah. when he was Seattle when he got carted off the field. I ain't gonna lie, that was pretty savage, though. Yeah, the, yeah. That, <laughs> at that point, that's when I said, "Yes, come on home, come on over to Dallas, man." You know, that's what I really wanted him. You know, now he's over here playing. You know, now he's Mike Tyson punch out. So, you know, uh-uh. I'm good. Like, we ain't got time. We already got enough players that can't do their job. We don't need to get another one that can't do their job. But I don't think it's the fact that he can't do the job. It's just the fact that he want to do the job. That's that's yeah. the question. I mean, if he was in Dallas, I believe he would. But, you know, look yeah. how he left out. You know, sort of switching the subject, but shout out to that Seattle team for the for those four or five years when they were together. That defense was something special with him and Sherman and Wagner yeah. and um, yeah. And what was Chancellor, the other safety? Chancellor, Chancellor, yeah, Cam, yeah. They had a squad on defense, man. I I really like watching them play back and back for those four or five years they were together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a quick pop well pop quiz or debate. Um, Back then, we had the Legion of Boom. In the same division, you had the San Francisco 49ers. They had a pretty stout defense as well. Which defense would you prefer back then? I think that Seattle's offense was better, so that's probably why they were the better overall team. No, I want defense. Defense only. No, I'm going to get to that, but I I think that even though they weren't as flashy, I I think I like San Francisco's defense. I, I think I would go with them. I'm gonna go with Seattle's defense. Okay. Can I get a San Francisco? San Francisco <laughs> listen, the, the 49ers beat the, the Green Bay twice, two two years in a row in the playoffs. That defense was playing great, and they just ran into a better team each time. But when they got to the to the Super Bowl finally, when they played the Ravens, I thought they played pretty decent. They had a chance to win that game as far as the defense defensive side. I, I, I like their defense. I it's pretty good, but the Seattle defense is like all time great, at least for about two years. So I, I they, get they Joe both got to be up there though. They the both they, defenses yeah. got to be up there. But if you just if you compare comparing as far as 
player for player. I'm taking Patrick Willis in his prime or Bobby Wagner. I'll even take Navarro Bowman at the time in his prime over over Bobby Wagner. Aldis Smith over Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett. Because you mm-hmm. I remember Aldis Smith, he I think he set the rookie record for most sacks in the season. Um but the secondary though, the secondary is the question. That's one that's like, you know, they had, a, they had a pretty they had a pretty decent secondary. Because I believe Carlos Rogers one year, he ended up leading the league in interceptions with nine, if I'm not mistaken. But outside of Carlos Rogers, as far as cornerbacks are concerned, they're, they're question marks. But Dante Whitner, uh, Antoine Winfield, they had, they had some pretty decent players in, in, in San Francisco at the time, as far as defense is concerned. I mean, I think that there's a reason why they were called the Legion of Boom because it was just the secondary alone mm-hmm. itself. I mean, and then Bobby Wagner, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's only two, three people though. If you if, but listen, if we consider the Legion of Boom, Cam, and they but listen, Cam was serious, bro. Dante Whitner was serious. Uh, okay, think about this. I don't know if you remember this top 100 list, but the but I believe the Niners had the most defensive players on the top 100 that year over the Seahawks. The Seahawks only had Chancellor, Sherm, and Earl Thomas. You talk about Bowman, Patrick Willis, Justin Smith. I, I, I hear you, but I think what Joe was getting at is that that secondary Seattle played so great that even though it was only three or four people, that probably overtops the whole San Francisco defense. Man. Did I get that right, Joe? Or, or, yeah, no? yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they had a name. Like, they had their own name. What are you calling that San Fran defense? What are you calling that? What is that? You calling it San Fran defense? That, uh, come on, that's just mediocre. What you mean that's just mediocre? <laughs> that ain't mediocre. We talk about, we talk about Patrick Willis is the best linebacker since Ray Lewis. After Ray Lewis, yeah. I get yeah, it. I I get it. I understand. And but then Bobby Bowman no was too. not that far off either. No, but Bobby Wagner was the was the was the shit too. He was you're good not, too. You're not. I'm not. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking Bo and I'm taking Patrick Willis over Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Bobby Wagner day. wasn't Bobby Wagner yet. Like you know. Nah. Yeah, he wasn't yet. You and know, and, and if along. we being if we being completely one hundred, Cam Chancellor was a little overrated to be at. To be nah, nah, nah. I disagree. That boy was a hitter. Nah. That's it. That's all he was. He was a hitter. That was it. He, he was great at his job. But listen, his size is what mattered. His size covered mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Like you could always tell when he wasn't out there how much the defense missed him. Just because he wasn't out there. Just because of what he brought, that length that was out there. Like what other guys is not bringing. Like the little tips that no matter how far you stretched out, just stretch out for a tip or whatever, he's getting it. Like those little things matter. He stopped the, the, the completion. The one thing about uh, Sherman is that he didn't play a lot of man. I mean, he did play a lot of man, but basically he was uh, he was playing zone, cover zone, and zone just stayed on that side. Yeah, he was a yeah, zone defender. That's all so, he do. That's all he do. I mean, he was good at that. But I'm I, taking yeah. points off of that. No, no, no. You can't you know, take points off. You know, a lot of people do though. A lot of people do. Yeah, uh, I hear it a lot. Every time I hear a debate about Sherman. A lot of people do. And you know what? I'm not taking nothing away from that. I, I, I've done it, too. I've always said that Sherman is just a zone defender because I've seen Sherman in man, and he gets beat a lot. And and that whole thing back then, where he, is he better than Revis? I used to tell people, like, yo, you crazy. How do you how can you say that? There's no way in hell that Sherman was ever better than Darrell Revis. That, that's not a discussion. Oh, no. Nah. He ain't better than Revis. Mm-hmm. He wasn't better than Patrick Peterson at the time. I'm still a diehard Joe Hayden fan, and I feel like he was extremely over underrated for the longest time. Where he was, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was underrated. He wasn't better than him. Uh, who was the corner that played for Philly? No, um, which one? Um, um, 
I know you're not talking about Asamoah. No, not that, because he was trash. Nah, hell no. Not Asamoah. Oh, that's, my God. That's Richard Sherman. Oh, that's God. Richard Sherman. That's right there before Richard Sherman oh, became Richard Sherman. God. Oh, he was <laughs> trash. Oh, man. I remember when they made such a big thing about this dude. Yeah, when he, yeah. he left Oakland. He went to Philly. He was on Dallas radar, and everybody... When Philly picked him up and everybody in the Dallas community was upset, I'm like, who is this guy again? Okay, wait a minute. Why are we wait? We supposed to be mad? Who is this guy again? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm like, we supposed to be mad because we didn't get this guy? And then he, he, saying he that. was a lockdown corner when they signed. Not when he got to Philly. Not when he yeah, got to Philly. Yeah, right. Once he That's got to Philly. And he was trash, right. man. And, and, look, trash. and look, and look, wait, wait. And, and he wasn't going to do anything good for us because no matter what corner we had out there, they did nothing for us, so he wouldn't have did nothing either for us. So would have been a double nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the the corner you're talking about. You remember his number? Sixty million dollars for now. Be awesome. What to sign with the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, um, yeah, to do what time. again? He turned. He did. Hey, hey, he went to acting after that, huh? Yeah, Listen, he went. The he, dude, he went to acting. Oh, okay, yeah. The dude yeah. used to leave people 20, 20, 20 yards down the field. I'm like, where are you? What what coverage are you playing? Like, what, what are you I don't doing? Think he was a he was cover, four. cover four. Cover four. That's what they were playing. Every play was cover four for him. Go downfield and cover that zone. <laughs> if the ball come there, just get just pick it off. That's how that's how Victor Cruz ended up making a name for himself against Nambi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And then Philly ended up stealing another corner away from you, Joe. Much Joe, you remember which corner that was? Nope, probably was trash. Nah, it was Asante Samuel. Oh yeah, I remember that for a few years. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think was- they they pulled the okie doke on everybody too because Asante <laughs> Samuel was supposed to go to. I think it was Dallas. I think he it was, was coming Dallas. from New England, right? Yeah, he was coming. He was a free agent. And everybody, there was a list of teams that Asante Samuel was going to go to. And Philly wasn't even on the list. And then, like, you just see the headline just come across the Philadelphia Eagles sign, Asante Samuel. And I'm like, yo, like, that's crazy because they weren't even on the list. Never fails. Yeah, we sneaked (laughs) up and got him. (laughs) <laughs> it never fails. I don't know, Jerry. The last big fish Jerry signed was what? Deion Sanders. Yeah, ain't got no money to sign off big fish. It don't well, matter. Even DeMar- when we do have money, he still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so Demarco, Demarco Murray wasn't a big sign for y'all. Demarco Murray. Nah, what? Who was an undrafted free agent? Wasn't he for y'all? Yeah, like. You know, and, and at that time, our offensive line was booming. Anybody could have ran behind that. Mm. I mean, DeMarco Murray, what we had, Marion Barber. And, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we had all these different running backs that was doing good. And then when they went somewhere else, you saw the downfall. You know, like, I remember when DeMarco Murray, I think it was him, right? He went to Philly after us, right? Yeah. yeah. He left us and he said – that he wanted to go somewhere where he thought they could win the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, okay. And he left uh, us. Was it? Was it okay? So it, to, and, let and, me ask and, you this: Did you? Because I think the contract that he wanted, you guys weren't offering offering to him either. Was it? It was probably less. Most likely, it was less because you know that's what Jerry do. Jerry ain't trying to pay nobody like that because. At the same time, guess what? Uh, guess what? After DeMarco Murray, we put another running back back there, and they were successful. It was Then Jerry started realizing, hey, we just invest into the offensive line. We don't need to sit up there and pay running backs. But then all of a sudden, you messed it up when you drafted Ezekiel Elliott, and guess what you had to do? Pay Bam. him. So now you mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now you have to pay Zeke, and then you, for some crazy reason, which I know I, I get it on a business standpoint, you signed Amari Cooper, which you shouldn't have done. You should have signed Dak first. But then you, you created all this commotion um, all this time with not signing Dak. Then Dak gets hurt, and that became a bigger deal. Then you finally decide to sign Dak. And I think we just messed up for the next couple of years right now because, you know, it, because of when you decided to sign them. And now guys are going to want their money, and we're not going to be able to pay nobody. Well, you know what? Go go ahead, Vor. Go ahead. No, I would go ahead because I was I'm I'm still gathering my thoughts on something. No, nah, I mean I 
sitting here listening to a Cowboys fan vent, so I need to vent too. The worst thing that us Eagles fans ever went through was losing Deshaun McCoy. Deshaun McCoy should have retired a Philadelphia Eagle. He was mm-hmm. he was the man. Like he was he was the shit. Like I that shit that Chip Kelly era that pissed me off. Like he just ruined the whole damn friend. We had to rebuild and and then we got good and we won a Super Bowl. But that to me that was the worst thing to lose um Lashawn. I think Deshaun Jackson was bad too, but he was already on the downslide. But losing Lashawn was um that 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 hurt. Yeah. So I was I was gonna say, Joe, your window of opportunity should be right now, right? Because yeah. you got some you got some contracts coming up over the next couple of years that's gonna be life or death for y'all as far as making y'all contenders to be to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. y'all better hit on every single one of them draft picks that you have this year <laughs> if you're even gonna consider being anywhere near the playoffs. Yep. Now, now to your credit, now to your credit, now I have the Dallas Cowboys coming in third place in 2021. Dallas, wait, wait, third in what? In the NFC? In the NFC East? Yes. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. That's saying a lot now because it's it's a. (laughs) Because well, it's really not saying a lot because you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they really don't have anything on paper that that real out as a as a season ticket holder, I would be like, I would return my tickets. I wouldn't even pay for them tickets this year if I was still. Hey, 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 uh, okay, the Giants, bro. Like, I, I, as far as the Giants are concerned, like I like what they've done. And if well, let's look at just look at what what they on the, in the back half of the 2020 season. Defensively, they look pretty. They look pretty good. Now we going into 2021. There's no excuses for Daniel Jones. You added a Kenny Galladay. You you get. Um, the running back back. What's his name? Um, Saquon. Saquon back. You get Saquon back. Like there should be no excuses for uh, for Daniel Jones this year. So I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're my clear. They're my clear number one right now. Unless the Washington football team, because I like the Washington football team's defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a little bit of a question mark, and. Mm. That offensive line for the Washington football team is is also a question mark for me. So currently, it's we're sitting with the with the with the with the New York Giants as the as the clear runaways with the NFC. I'm gonna have to agree with that. I, I gotta agree with that. No, no, no. Pause. Stop. Wait. Hold up. Wait a minute. Pause. Speak your mind, brother. Listen. All right. We talk about the Washington football team. Okay, we don't know what's going on. We don't know who's a quarterback. I told you it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's uh, no exactly. All right, then. Now, wait. wait, I ain't saying he's a slouch, but come on. You don't know what you're going to get all season with that guy. We don't know if he's going to even be playing. Heineke might come in, and, and we don't know what wait, he's wait, going to do. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Time out. Slow down. Give me a sec. Uh, we don't know what we're gonna get out of Dak Prescott now. He done came okay, off wait, of wait, wait. the injury. Okay. You're right, you are absolutely right. But wait, what I'm saying is, well, I mean, we got a we got a guy coming off an injury, and then we got a guy coming into a new system that's probably on his 200th team by now. And whatever, <laughs> new you system know. that ain't a new system. That man Listen. been in every single system known to man. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't a new system. <laughs> okay fair enough but still i mean third i i I believe the cowboys could come in second at least that's the best i could i I won't give them third well you at first we first had this conversation the first pod you came on i thought you was a humble dallas cowboys fan now i'm starting (laughs) to think you're a little bit delusional how (laughs) at that time Dak was not signed yet what does that mean have to do with anything? Y'all still was giving up over 
28 points a now game. We have a, now we have a quarterback that's out the way. Now we sit up there, we draft right, like you said. We got to hit on draft picks. So if we hit but, on but see, draft picks, we good. But that's the thing. Are you going to draft right? That's the that's the real question because, you know. I mean, I, I would, talk about drafting Kyle Pitts. I would, <laughs> I would draft right, but I don't know what Jerry going to do. That's why he so, should let his son do it. Just give it to Steve. He need to let me do it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> let me, hey, I tweeted him my number. He never called me. <laughs> well, again, it all comes down to defense. If y'all going to continue to give up 28 points a game, dang, I, you might as well kiss you might as well kiss third place goodbye. Y'all might possibly I mean, come at fourth. I mean, so far, before a draft or anything, we already have, um, like I said, we brought in the defensive coordinator, which I wasn't too fond of anyway, you know, because it's the same guy that, that we got our one of our only early wins in the season against, which was Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. and now he, he, he gets fired from Atlanta after that losing that, that game he shouldn't have lost to Dallas, and now here you are when the season's done. Now you on the coaching staff, like, huh? Okay, Wait, so you don't like Dan Quinn? I mean, he better bring it. I mean, he he has to bring it. Like, I mean, head mm-hmm. coaching might not be his thing, as we can see. So, as coming in as a coordinator, you know, being a defensive coordinator, do your job. This is what it is. Fix it. You know, <laughs> you were brought here to fix this. So come on. Then you brought. <laughs> then you bring in a player with you. you he brought Keanu Neal over. So let's see how that works out too. I forgot about that pickup. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All all this is great and all, but the Giants are a better team, and Washington has a better defense than the Cowboys. So they, you, they. I mean, he, he might be right. You might be stuck at third. You got question marks with Tyron Smith. You don't know if he's gonna be healthy. Mm-hmm. So their your offensive line is most definitely going to be key. Going up against the Washington football team. Now, I already, I already told G Money, it's a possibility that every team in the NFC East is going to sweep the Eagles. So that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I told you, we're going to get one <laughs> win against the Cowboys. That's it. Just one against the Cowboys in, in Philly. We're going to get one in Philly, and that's it. Just one. We're going to go one in six. Is it still going to be six games in the division? This 17-game yeah, schedule is kind of weird. Right? Yeah, six games. It's six games. So, Still, okay, okay. so you just get an extra whatever game then. Regular game. Whatever, yeah. Game. Yes. Nah, okay. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's kind of strange. Okay. Right, right. So, so, Joe, we, we are in agreement that the Philadelphia Eagles are coming in last. I'm yes. in agreement with you, too. I, I'm not yeah. – I, I just wanted to get – I just wanted to get Joe's take real quick. So he, he's, on, he's, on, he's on board with the Philadelphia Eagles coming in last. So yes. that's out the way. So now we just got to figure out the other three spots. And you feel you strongly believe the Dallas Cowboys are talented enough across the board that they can get second place? Yes. Jeez. Who's first? <laughs> um, Washington. Over the Giants, yeah? Yep. That, D-line, that defensive line is something serious, man. We don't know. You, you know what? Just like you brought up earlier about Dak coming off that injury and whatever, you got to also think about this. Saquon's coming off one in, off one too. I ain't worried about the running back position. Okay, for, well, for, I'm going to sit up there and put it out there, though. <laughs> Saquon is coming off an injury as well. So two guys coming back off of May. I just need, I just need 75% of Saquon. I don't need 100. Okay. And they can run away with that division. I, I I can't see the the football team as number one be, just solely because the offense might be questionable. If they had a better quarterback and a better offensive line, maybe. But uh, but I just see the Giants as the best team in the in the in the East. Mm. It's a runaway. It's a runaway. I see Dallas going the typical. 500 record, 8-8. Eight, eight. Oh, excuse no me. No such thing as 500 anymore. 8-9. Eight, eight and 8-9. Nope, nope. That's yeah. going to be your new number, 8-9. You might as well get that tattoo. 8-9. <laughs> <laughs> For the Dallas Cowboys. And then 
I can't believe I'm saying this. The Washington football team may end up having a a, a 500 record with something crazy. They might end up having like 10 wins with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starter. <laughs> and then the Giants, like I said, clear runaways with the division. I could see something like a like twelve and twelve and five, five. or something like that, or eleven and six. Yeah, it's so weird to say that. Like, I I, I got to be used to saying that. There's no more. It's so easy to say ten and six or nine and seven or eight and eight. Now we got to add that extra game. It's, it's kind of it's, it's very unusual. Mm-hmm. Well, we but we might end up liking the extra game. So you never know. Yeah, that's say, like a I, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you this. No matter what happens or who comes into what and whatever, when it comes to week 17, Dallas Cowboys will be playing for a playoff spot. And you know how it goes. They win that game. Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue that, are they going to be playing for a playoff spot and control of their of their future? Or are they going to have to rely on like five other teams, one team to lose, one okay. team to tie, one team to okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, it, it's always going to be in their control. It, 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 it's always the same thing with us. Like even last year with the pandemic and all this, and no matter how bad the NFC East was and the Cowboys was at the bottom for the longest for the longest of the majority of the season. And then they found a way to sit up there and made their last game matter and made it mean something. Cause if they win, they were in. And I'm like, really? No matter what, no, it's like bad seasons. We're fighting to try to get in good seasons. We're fighting to try to Listen. find a way to get in. So now we got an extra game and guess what? We're probably mm. going to be possibly trying to do. Fighting to possibly get in with an eight and nine record or a nine and eight record, whichever <laughs> way it's going to go. Hey, but listen, we do. You know, you know how many season um, playoff games the Cowboys to play in games Cowboys had over the years. Remember that game against Philly? I think it was oh eight or something, and they lost like forty three to something. Oh my god! The then they played the, like the, ten or something like that. Ten or something like that. Yeah. They had like they, six or seven I'll take it back to something a little bit more recent, which sealed the deal for me as far as if Dak Prescott deserved to get paid or not. And that was two years right. ago against Philly, where y'all was in control of your own destiny. Y'all were playing, <laughs> was it in Philly or was it in Dallas? It, I think it was in Philly. It, it was, was in Philly. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And all you had to do was seal the deal. Y'all were walking in the playoffs against Philly. <laughs> Dak Prescott didn't. ain't show up. He overthrowing passes. Amari right. Cooper so, waving so, out, I can't play. I'm, I'm, I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and so when I tell people, like I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those fans that I'm calling it how it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not one of those biased people. And I'm sitting up here telling people, like, you know, when I tell you the Cowboys going to lose this game, guess what's going to happen, bro? <laughs> <laughs> we going to lose the game, man. Listen, and when you sit up there and all these people that sat up there and vouched for Dak Prescott to get this money, a lot of people is taking it to a whole nother level on why Dak wasn't paid. They like to bring um race and all this other junk in it but i'm like hello have we not seen how many black people jerry has paid so we can't really say that it's about the games that dak isn't winning you know Mm -hmm. dak beats the mediocre teams dak beats the 500 and under teams but then when it's those teams that's like you know a powerhouse uh, you know like a green bay why are we not beating those guys why we not beat in New Orleans? I mean, well, we have been beating New Orleans, but I mean, you know, <laughs> people like that, like, and then we lose the teams like Detroit. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's what I didn't get. Like, we or the Jets. Oh my! Oh, oh, oh yeah, that Jets wait. loss was. Oh my God! Oh. Wait, wait, that was the <laughs> beginning of the end. 
that was it. I'm like, wait a minute. We like what four and no? They like zero and four, or something. And, and I'm like, oh, easy. I don't even have to watch this. Whatever. Next thing you know, I'm I'm seeing the ticker thing on the bottom of the screen. Watching, I think I was watching the Dolphins or something because it's on local TV. <laughs> and it, and it, Jets fourteen, Dallas of uh, nothing. I'm like, wait a what? Why? <laughs> what is happening out there? Is somebody hurt? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and then we lose the game, and I just knew right there. I just lost hope. I'm like, I don't care. We we can win the rest of the way. And I'm like, we ain't winning no Super Bowl. We lost to the damn Jets. <laughs> I don't care. We, I don't care who we beat the rest of the way. We lost to the Jets. Oh man! I, when I, when I'm telling you, I, I, it never fails me. Every time I see, I don't care how great a team is. But when I see you lose to a team you shouldn't lose to, I don't care if it's one point or, or, or a big margin. Like, you shouldn't have lost to that team, regardless. And when you lose to that team, that just questions – that just puts a lot of questions out there about you. Like, you ain't ready. You, you, you If you can't beat a top team that's going to beat you or, or battle you to get to that championship game, how you going to beat them if you can't even beat this team that got probably three wins on a year? How? I don't want to hear that you wasn't ready or they came out and punched you in the mouth or they came out with more energy. Did you not think they were going to come out with more energy? Did you not? Look at your <laughs> record, bro. They coming with it. How you wasn't wasn't that? that a nighttime game? Wasn't that a primetime game? No, it was no, like a, it no, was like a it was 4 like o'clock game. PM. It was oh, one, okay. 1 p.m. And I'm like, I don't need to watch this. I'm not going to even try to look for it online and under one of these free streaming things. I don't need to watch it. Man, what do you know? Watching the Dolphins, and like I said, it's on the bottom of the screen where they show all the scores, and that popped up, and we're losing. I'm like, what? Mm-mm. <laughs> right, and that was what week five. I, I'm like, our season over. It's over. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> over. That was 2019, right? Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 2018. 2018. 2018. No, yeah, 2019. Yeah, that's when the Dolphins end up going five. Five and five and ten. Eleven. Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Excuse me. Five and eleven. We end up getting well, we held put a put up a fight in the first half against the Dallas Cowboys <clears throat> with Josh Rosen. But we ain't gonna make this a Josh Rosen conversation. Now, <laughs> last topic of discussion is the Denver Nuggets. Uh Jamal Murray ended up tearing his ACL Monday's game against the Golden State Warriors. Now <clears throat> oh Lord since since February, Jamal Murray was putting up career highs. He was shooting 46% from the three-point line and 50, 51% from the field. Now, currently sitting right now, the Denver Nuggets are sitting fourth in the West right now with 34 and 20. The Los Angeles Lakers are creeping up as we speak. And in the last 10 games, they're sit, they were eight and two. I'm going to go ahead and start off with G Money on this one. Are the Denver Nuggets still playoff contenders? Well, well, I'm pretty they're gonna make the playoffs. So Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, championship contenders. No, no. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That high pick and roll, that high screen pick and roll that him and um, Nikolai uh, Joker have that that's so deadly, and the way that he steps back, I just don't think they have enough. And this just opens the door, easy route for the Lakers to get to the finals because if he's not healthy, they're beating, they're beating Denver. And then I don't think Utah has enough to beat a healthy Lakers team. And then to me, it's going to finally, finally, we're going to come down to the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western conference finals. That's, that's my prediction without Jamal Murray. They can't, they can't win by himself. They have a great team, but they just need him because he can, he can create his own shot. He can score off the dribble. He controls the offense when he, when he needs to, uh, what they do is they put Joker at the top of the screen a lot, but they they do it off pick and roll between him and Jamal. So it's like, who else on that team can do that? They they have such a, I'm trying to look for it. They have such a great chemistry together. I I just don't see them winning without Jamal. Like it's just it just won't happen. Mm. A healthy Lakers team. If they play a healthy Lakers team now, if the Lakers team is not healthy, they'll beat them. They'll, they'll, get, they'll go ahead and play Utah in the second round. But if, Lake, if LeBron and AD comes back, nobody's going to beat them. 
at least to the Clippers. What you got, Joe? I think the Lakers could still beat them even – I mean, you, the Lakers would beat them with just LeBron. Like, even if Anthony Davis doesn't come back before whatever reason. Um, I think the Lakers can get past Denver. I don't think Denver is a title contender. I didn't even think they were a title contender, even with Jamal Murray healthy. Oh wow! I don't know. They oh was, wow! I don't know about that. They was yeah. a they was a pretty tough team. Like as far as they playing could, team, they, a complete they, team playing they, team basketball, they are second to that, the. That's the, what they are. A pretty tough team, and that's it. But you know, we always get these pretty tough teams. And then what happens to these pretty tough teams? Like we always see these guys, you know. Hey, they, they they dropped the Clippers last year. Now, yeah, they did. And what you mean? All the hype about they, the they were they were they were championship. Con- what? They were, it was they were handed the championship. The Clippers, the Clippers were handed the championship. The Clippers was a lot of hype. They put a lot yeah, of hype behind were, it. Yeah. And whatever Kawhi, this Kawhi, that. Who is a non-vocal leader? He wasn't that in San Antonio. He wasn't that even in Toronto. He got a championship off of Golden State's injuries. That's that's exactly what I. That's my whole let's, argument. Let's always when, remember that he got that because even with KD going down, Toronto was still losing that series. Clay Thompson's injury is what sealed it for Toronto. Sorry yeah. to say. So. Now Kawhi leaves that, goes on to L.A., he goes home, brings over Paul George. And, you know, yes, Paul George did not show up in a lot in, in a lot of cases during the playoffs. But then again, who is there to sit up there and be vocal with you? Your leader is supposed to be Kawhi Leonard. This is why the Clippers sat up there and made the trade of getting Lou Williams out of there and bringing in Rondo. Rondo guy is big I, for them. A guy with a high basketball IQ. So now, mm-hmm. now Kawhi doesn't have that pressure on him to sit up there. Now he just can play basketball. The same thing with Paul George. Paul George last year was with the mental health thing he was going through and all that. Now listen, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, now we're not playing in a bubble and all that. But still, if you had Rondo, I think he wouldn't have had these mental problems at that moment because you would have been able to play basketball freely plain and simple but still this year even this year the clippers they still have to show me something i i I get you but i think rondo tremendously helps them i think that he was a lot he was a big reason why the lakers won last year exactly because lebron he got a chance to play off the ball a lot which he hasn't done Mm -hmm. basically for his whole career so rondo's a big that's why i'm saying that the Clippers are going to meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals if they stay at the same seating because and, and, right, and that's why I was saying right. I didn't I didn't see Denver being that team like right to be there because like you added this guy in Rondo and then you know we're not talking about regular season games anymore so if it was to go down between Denver and the Clippers is like. Rondo has this high basketball IQ. He's going to dissect that team. You get four out of seven chances. You know what I'm saying? You get to focus on one team only. It's not like you're going from Denver to Utah to to the Lakers and, you know, and then the East Coast trip and then back. You know what I'm saying? You get to focus on one team for at least a week and a half. Wait, I got a question. I got a question for for us um, on the panel. No love for Utah. Nobody thinks Utah has a chance. I, I just, I, I think they're maybe a year away, but I don't see them being I, the, like in the finals. I like Utah, but yeah, I don't see them being there yet. Utah has a little squad. I like the emergence of Jordan Clarkson, and you know what? Shout yeah. out to all the former Lakers. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about Barry Nance, Jordan the Clarkson, former Lakers. Man, are just Lonzo Ball, Ball, Lonzo Ball. You know, I heard something. I heard, I heard talk about Lonzo, man. People had something to say about Lonzo, but you know, you know I, I come in all all the people that was for Brandon Ingram, man. Yeah, Brandon man. Brandon Ingram, yeah. Julius Randle. Hey, man, mm. listen, these boys are balling, and it's, I it's agree. crazy. They had to leave LA. What you mean they had to leave? Well, they didn't have to. I'm not thank, saying they didn't thank LeBron. Anything. 
They didn't have to. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, heck, you know, LeBron can't play with young people. We already knew that. <laughs> LeBron said, uh-uh, I don't play with kids. Nope, nope. But nope. you know what? But you but you know what? I thought that he, he should have kept Ingram and Trey Kuzma. I thought I think Ingram is better than Kuzma. He is, but guess what? He didn't do it yeah. because Brandon they knew, they knew the value. value. New Orleans knew the value. Exactly. Ingram was yeah. more valuable. They saw the potential in him than they saw it in Kuzma. And guess what? They had the right pick. True. Well, there you go, G buddy. Another another negative point for LeBron. He knows how to obliterate a team. <laughs> oh my God! It, but he just said that they're all doing great. So how is the negative? It's not like they went somewhere else and played trash. The only one is Larry Nance, but he's playing for Cleveland. I mean, come on, it's Cleveland. I'm just playing. I'm just saying they're all first. Well, most of them are all first round picks. But yeah. they're playing great. Like, why you don't believe in Lonzo? Lonzo Ball is, is a pretty decent player. I don't. I don't think he's better than his brother. I think his his brother's already better than him. For a first round, uh, for, for a lottery pick, no, definitely. What? No. For a lottery pick, Lonzo was under is underplaying. Nah, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. You disagree. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. 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 What did you expect from him? What did What did you expect? Because they okay okay a double double because look cause, cause, okay, <laughs> I, I kind of see what you're saying okay because because like this it's like this okay what was Lonzo drafted at what two yeah two okay so what was D'Angelo Russell drafted at it wasn't he one no he wasn't one no he wasn't he was, one he was he, uh, been, he was fifth? in the top five right I think it was fourth or fifth and he's playing better much better yeah. You know, I mean, but Lonzo is what, maybe a year under him, a year or two? Oh, you, you forgot to shout out D'Angelo Russell, too, because he was a Laker. Right, yeah, yeah. That why, you know, uh, that's why I said shout out to all of them, because I wasn't going to catch all the names, you know. <laughs> those uh, Laker draft picks from what, 2015 to about Those are all like, those are all yeah. lottery picks? Yes, they were yeah. all lottery picks for the Lakers, and they all just florists elsewhere like yeah. can you imagine g money like did the lakers really need lebron if they just let those players develop uh yeah because that's lebron you can always if you could if you got a chance to get lebron get lebron what do you, what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> you agree with that joe <laughs> um oh lord i don't are you oh my god what are you gonna say <laughs> 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 what you gonna say? I mean, yeah. If I mean, you know, when when I seen LeBron was being available and all that, you know, I didn't have the idea of him coming to the Lakers. You know, and then I heard the rumors of him coming to the Lakers. I'm like, ah, why? Okay, maybe I mean, he, he, young dudes out. But then mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't work with young dudes, and then I'm like, maybe he will this time. Nope. <laughs> That that championship nope. run LeBron had with the Cavaliers that really rubbed me the wrong way when he ended up getting D Wade and, and Derrick Rose and all of them about in the building. Hey. And that that really rubbed me wrong. Let me tell you, that day I was joking. I remember my nephew was over here, and when I seen all these players being shifted out of Cleveland. And I was being funny with my nephew. I said, that'll be so funny. D-Wade get traded back to Miami. And then oh, I promise yeah. you, I promise you, 30 minutes later, my phone goes off and it says Dwayne Wade has been traded to the Miami Heat. And I told my nephew, I said, yo, Dwayne Wade traded to the Heat. He said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And now we're just sitting there watching TV. I, I'm like, I'm going to put on the local news because you know they're going to breaking news somewhere on TV. And what do you know? Boom. Oh, breaking news. The Miami Heat has traded for Dwayne Wade. I'm like, told you. And let me, let me like, tell you something. Wow. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that was crazy. I'm like, all that was a setup. That was a setup that all on LeBron's behalf because Wade had said he planned on coming back to Miami after the season. And right. LeBron just said, I'm just going to just yeah, I'll help you out now. <laughs> no, but listen, imagine imagine if Wade would have stayed on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that they could have maybe won one or two games against the Warriors because, you yeah. know, LeBron came out there. Listen, listen now. LeBron came out there game one and scored. They had no answer for him. Kevin Durant couldn't guard him. They had no answer for him at the rim. Wade would have helped them win that game. 
he wouldn't have made that mistake. Instead of J.R. Smith, that would have been Wade, and Wade would have yeah. probably made the game win. But yeah. So I yeah. think he would have helped him win at least one or two games if he would have yeah. stayed. Hey, come yeah. on now. I don't even think Wade could have played that many minutes. What you mean? Wade was <laughs> playing. <laughs> you saw how he played in the playoffs against Philly? Hold on. That Wade, same year. Yeah. No, Wade, they would have managed, managed it where he would have been in the game at that time. Now, yeah, I'm just saying, game. like, like LeBron had to play how many minutes that game? 48 minutes mm-hmm. every game against the Golden State Warriors. Do you think the way away could could manage <laughs> to, to sustain no, that what? level against the Warriors? Because think, every time LeBron was out, you was get the Golden State Warriors get a twenty point lead. Let me tell LeBron you couldn't even stay out for that long. Let me tell you something. I think with Dwayne Wade's knowledge of the game and knowing how to manage mm-hmm. and pace it, I mean it, that's better than having Jr. Smith manage the damn game because you know Jr. gonna jack up some shots. You know what I'm saying? Wade ain't finna do that. Wade's yeah, not gonna and do not, that. And Wade could set people up, even if he he doesn't have to always take the shot for himself. Who J.R. Smith setting up? But that wasn't <laughs> the problem, though. The starters wasn't the problem. LeBron was keeping it competitive. It was the it was when LeBron was sitting on the bench was the problem. So by that time, let Wade come off the bench. Yeah, then play a little t- eight six Wade to eight minutes. Been, Wade yeah. could have came off the bench instead of. And, Instead of being a starter, because I mean, like you said, he was old. So why would he have been a? a and guy also, I, you know what? You know what? Sorry to interrupt, Joe. Also, like you, you forgot that they played Philly in the first round, and Wade was playing great, especially in Game Two. So I thought he had he scored twenty eight points. Philly, and Philly and was babies at that time. Philly was the game for them. Philly was babies, man. Wade could have managed. Wade could have managed. He could have. The Philly was babies. We talk about baby Simmons, baby. Embiid, and be they still haven't even really won with some serious. But they, whether they were babies or not, that still was around that time for them to win yeah. their championship. It was that time, like man, they you can't compare no Wade. With LeBron you can't go way now against you. the Philly team. Can't compare that now. Yeah, to today's Philly team. Just, know, just like, just like we can't like, compare, just like we can't compare that, that that Oklahoma City Thunder team to exactly. I was just about to say, just like that's like Wade, uh, LeBron, and them getting his first championship. But look, look who, who look who they played. Baby. But you know what? Sometimes Baby the, Harden. But listen, listen. Sometimes the path to the championship is hard enough. They, I don't, I don't think that championship is um the question mark because they went down two one against Indiana. Everybody was talking about they break it up, break it up. They went down three two against Boston. They went down three two against Boston. That championship was earned. That championship was earned. I don't want to hear the play babies. Stop. That Indiana. At the same time, I never thought Indiana was a threat. Yeah, but Boston was. Boston was the only threat to Miami, though during LeBron's runs out here, like Chicago, a little bit, but Chicago was only beating Miami in the regular season. That was yeah, it. When the it came down to the playoffs, man, Miami ran through them. Ran them out, people, ran them people were saying, oh, I'm scared of Melo. I'm scared of the Knicks. I, I'm like, if, any, if you're going to be scared of anybody, you should have been scared of the Bulls. How are you scared of the Knicks? And then, <laughs> they, and then they ran through the Knicks easily. I'm like, see, mm-hmm. I told you the Knicks was no problem. Then comes mm-hmm. old Indiana, baby Paul George, sorry at Roy Hibbert. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, ass boy. Sorry, ass Danny Granger. Sorry, ass Danny Granger. Danny Granger ain't played, did he? No, no, he played the first year, not the second, because you know they played. Yeah, the, yeah. They played the Pacers four years in a row, and oh, they, they played the first year. Yeah. And, and let's not talk about that Indiana team, because let me tell you, they. I don't know if you guys or, remember this. Or three years first, ago, sorry. That first year they played against Miami, they said. Had they had home court advantage, they'd have beat Miami in seven. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Guess what? Now let me tell you. Just let me tell you something. I put things together, man. So the very next year, Miami is getting. We know it's going how it's going to come down. Miami sat up there. To me, I think Miami lost certain games on purpose so they could meet Indiana in the Eastern Finals and let Indiana have the home court advantage. And guess what? It goes seven games, and that's the game. If anybody remembers. Game seven is the game Paul George fouled out in three quarters. <laughs> oh, okay. And Miami, I think, did that on purpose to show and prove a point. Like, it don't matter what you guys had. Last year, you game didn't six, have home court yeah. advantage. And you said if you had it, you was going to do this. Now you had it, and guess what happened? We you know, they beat in worse. 
they, you know they beat Indiana <clears throat> three years in a row. And just LeBron specifically, he beat Indiana 12, 13, 14, uh, 6, no, 17, and 18. So the Pacers don't like LeBron. <laughs> they don't like him at of all. Of course. So how do you think the Raptors feel? <laughs> right. Yep. I was about to say the Raptors too. <laughs> do you not? Do you not? Y'all remember when um, he told, I don't know who he said it to, Kyle Lowry? He told one of those guys, he said, I know your plays. Yeah. I know what you're doing. And that's when he hit them. Remember, he won that game with that left hand floater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it was that game. He told them, I know your plays. I'm like, that's disrespectful, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh <clears throat> any final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out? Um how do we feel about the Miami Heat? Because um, we, I know we just had a discussion about the Denver Nuggets, but they are getting in the Miami Heat right now. I think um, I think that they're a playoff team. They're just waiting for the playoffs. They just they, it's 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 so bad to say, but they don't really care about the regular season because once they get in the playoffs, that's when they're going to turn it up. That's that's my feeling of them. So right now they're just whatever six yeah. seed, seven seed, fifth seed. Let's just get in. Once we get in, we straight. That's how they feel. I said we straight. Okay, that's how they feel. Do you think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs, the Miami Heat? It depends on this, the seeding. So if they have to play Brooklyn or Philly, no. But if they play Milwaukee or if they play Atlanta or Charlotte, eh, okay, yeah. Because, again, yeah. Giannis My- put that wall over Giannis and you can't do, he can't do nothing. Yeah, because – He can't do nothing. Unless he figured it out – he hasn't. Because the thing about Milwaukee, they're still playing the same old way. I don't care what they add over there. They're still playing the same way with Giannis at the top and just making decisions on what he's going to do with the ball. That's not the way to go because especially when you can't shoot the ball. Like, how do you have the guy who can't shoot the ball make decisions at the top? At least when you look at Denver and you got Jokic out there, he could shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Giannis, he shoots it. But, uh, yeah. Although Giannis is playing very well lately. He hasn't played been, in like the better. last two games, but he's playing much better though. So I might, you know, you never know. Hey, I'm, not, I'm I'm off the Giannis bandwagon right now. He's going to have to show me in the playoffs before I exactly. come back because, on. It, 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 cause, exactly, because it's the same thing. You see what San Antonio did to LeBron when they forced him to be in a jump shooter. And you see they now what LeBron is sitting up here taking a lot more shots than he's ever had in his career. So – Mm-hmm. And it's not to say because he's aging like a lot of other guys who were dominant and driving to the basket and then had to develop a jump shot. It's not that. It's just that LeBron could still go to the paint. It's just that he knows that these teams are building these walls against him, so he has to find other ways to score. And Giannis still has not shown that to me. If he does that, he's, nobody nobody will beat him. He'll, exactly. he'll be – yeah, he'll, yeah. So, yeah. If he does that. That's all he needs, you know. That's all he needs. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, G-Money, anything you you wanted to add before I close this out? So are we – are we going to debate the Troy? Because I want to – I want to – I want to get into this. The Troy versus Ed Reed on Saturday? Yeah, that Saturday, yes. Okay. That's it. That's all. I'm good. And thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Joe, yes, sir. It's always a pleasure, my friend. You know, it's always yes, a sir. And we are most definitely going to revisit this Dallas Cowboys as far as their their standing in the NFC East. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm probably, I think it's all that's going to settle probably by by week six. I'll probably already know it's set in stone, but who's going to win? Who's not going to win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, I did want to go ahead and remind everybody again: April 29th, NFL draft party. Hopefully we see everybody there. Pop in the stream. Have a good time. It's going to be exciting, man. Also, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe button and most definitely share. And again, I did want to shout out to everybody on the streaming platforms doing an excellent job having, what I say, 10 consistent uh, listeners on a regular basis. Appreciate that 1,000%. Well, other than that, man, this is not for debate. We're up out of here, man. Peace, y'all. Yo.